you're listening to the iRacers Lounge podcast, where we discuss everything iRacing in a casual setting. Enjoy. Welcome to the iRacers Lounge. I'm your host, Mike Ellis. iRacers Lounge is a podcast for the iRacer, where we talk all things iRacing in a casual setting. Joining me are the usual characters, Brian Reeves. Where's Carlos? That's the question of the hour. All right. And, uh, yeah, so we started a little bit late today, uh, waiting for Carlos. And um, that's actually one of our first topics. Interestingly, I was just telling Brian that I wrote down in the show notes, actually wrote that Carlos, our technical director, has never missed a show yet, a podcast recording. He is the technical director, and he makes all the technical stuff happen every single time. But as soon as I wrote that down, I guess what? Carlos misses a recording. But that's okay. We hope he shows up here soon and joins us. Let's uh, jump into it. Why I wrote that down was uh, we just passed uh, the two-year mark uh, for the podcast, iRacers Lounge. This uh, recording will be our 75th episode. So I just thought I would take a moment and say that and give out some shout-outs and thank-yous to everyone who made the who makes this podcast possible obviously carlos is at the top of the list uh, other people i want to mention is former host uh, there were lots of times other people besides myself uh, who were hosting and kept the conversation going um, and took over those responsibilities uh, kyle and scotty uh, longtime contributors brad bryant jose john doug jamie dave and many others, actually. That's a very limited list. Uh, and then I want to thank Team Tafosi as well. Over the last two years, the panel uh, on the podcast has consistently consisted of team members from this iRacing team, Team Tafosi. Uh, many people have come and gone through the team, um, but we always have uh, great people on the panel. Uh, finally, I want to uh, throw a shout out to Alan Pajari. Uh, is a former teammate and original founder of this podcast. Um, it was actually his initial idea that started this podcast. So thank you, Alan. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Yeah. We, we're about 600 a week now, or every time, uh, roughly, and uh, that's a pretty good audience. Well, first up, dirt. Did you run any dirt? I certainly didn't. I have not. I have been super busy the last week with everything else in life. Yeah. All right, so let's talk uh, NASCAR, of course. The NASCAR iRacing Series went to Dover. I had a great week, actually. Uh, I finished P4 in the fixed. Um, that was a great run, a great top five, and I am not fast at Dover. And after, I was, I would always run the tires off. That was my problem. It's always been my problem. Uh, when I did the open, ended up staying out. Uh, I was like second. Like there were two cars that stayed out. Um, wasn't very many laps on our tires. A 30 car, this other guy washed up into me and took us all out. I gave him tons of room and he still wiped us out. 35 minutes of repair, come back out and I spun again. Um teammate Matt Boley got caught up in my mess again 
and taken out. I think that's the third time in four weeks that I got in some kind of incident that really wasn't my fault, and then Matt somehow got collected in it because he was in the same uh, race. So I feel bad about that. It, it's amazing uh, that it's been three out of four weeks or whatever. That's crazy. Uh, and his IR has obviously taken a huge dive. I mean, he's been wrecked out like four weeks in a row or something. And uh, Split above us that day, uh, Jose wrecked and took out teammate Brad Miller as well. And so the entire team basically wrecked out that it had started that event. I actually posted up a video on Facebook of the, the wreck that took out Matt and I. All right, uh, the next uh, event, Jose Pavon, uh, Thursday fixed. He said, uh, quote, a piss poor result after a black flag for speeding P25. It was near the end, too, and he just didn't have time to recover. Uh, Brad Miller, uh, P17 and split two. Uh, they were wrecking up top. Brad went low and T-boned a guy. Myself, I ran top 10 all day and finished P5. I couldn't believe it. Another top 10. Another top 5, actually, for the week for me. Uh, and then Friday, open, all five teammates were somehow in the same split. Jose was taken out by Keith Vaughn. Keith was very sorry. It was kind of funny because he didn't realize Jose already left the server and he just kept, you know, repeating, Oh, I'm so sorry, Jose. Anyway, uh, I guess you had to be there. Matt and Carlos, they were also taken out. Uh, Brad ended up finishing P9 and myself P11. And then Sunday I ended up with a P11 again after getting wrecked. So, uh... Fantastic week for some of us. Uh, Jose had a bad week. Uh, obviously, Matt had another bad week. Brian, you were, I didn't see you around. You did run this week, huh? No, I didn't run this week. I really wanted to. I got into a practice, uh, I think, after the record last week, and then I just got caught up. I've been super busy at work. This time of year, I do bottle postery, so... This time of year, everybody wants something fixed so they can go out and enjoy something by the weekend, and we get slammed. Oh, yeah. Well, it's good to have work. It is. <laughs> uh, Pocono's up next. Uh, I ran a few laps earlier today after the build was released just to see what was new. I'm slow as usual there. Uh, I don't know what to expect, but I usually think I end up with fairly decent finishes at Pocono. It's just a matter of surviving. But uh, this this uh, track has been rescanned by iRacing, I want to say, more than two years ago. We're still waiting for that content. It probably needs to be thrown out because the Pocono track actually changed it again since they scanned it. I think, remember, they uh, extended the pit wall between pit road and the track because the people were spinning off into the pit road. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So that hasn't been scanned at all. So I don't know. I mean, we're still on this real old scan of this track. They probably just need to redo it. With NASCAR changing up the schedule a lot, you know, like they got like New Hampshire lost a race. 
I really feel like Pocono should have been the one to lose the race. I mean, New Hampshire was a good choice too, but boy, next time when NASCAR needs to move some dates around, I guarantee you Pocono is going to lose a date. Yep. But should be interesting. Uh, All right, what's next, Brian? Up next is the 2017 Season 3 schedule. Yep. They announced the schedule. Uh, Now, I don't really race these uh, 12-week events much. I used to. I've stopped recently. I started when I started the NIS this season. I haven't run anything else. And let me so, see here. I'm trying to see if I can get the schedule up, but they've. I can't get them all right now. Yeah, some of the highlights apparently are the IMSA series is now going to run the DP Vet, two GTE cars, the four GT and the Ferrari, and GT3 class consisting of Mercedes and Audi GT3 cars. They also made the Dirt Car 305 Sprint Car Series and Dirt Car Limited Late Model Series fixed setup. And added a Class C Dirt Car Street Stock Series that will run all four tracks. Some changes to dirt there as well. Yep. You're not going to be able to run the street stock anymore except for whenever they run that one track. I know. They're cutting me out. Any, I haven't bought any dirt content. You're right. I used to be, I, I could have gone into, you know, a practice, you know, every day if I wanted to. But you're right. Now that they're going to rotate the tracks. Oh, interesting. And we have a big tidbit on the uh, dirt license later in the show. It's not coming anytime soon. It's really what that is. and That's really a bummer. Yeah, I hated to hear that, but I kind of knew it in my gut that that was going to be the case. All right, next, uh, Ferrari and the Ford GTE cars have been approved by the manufacturers. This is back on June 2nd. Uh, tweet by Steve Myers. <clears throat> and they'll both be available for the Lamar race this week. Uh, iRacing throughout the week released uh, screenshots and videos of the two cars in action. Uh, wow, I mean, I you look at the photo and it looks like a real car. It doesn't look like a simulated car in any way, shape, or form. It, it really looks like the real one. They did a really good job. It looks really good. The <laughs> yeah, Ford sounds just like the Ford in real life, too. Yep. Yeah, so there were some video as well. So I was hoping to ask Carlos what the plan is for Lamar. I didn't know what car. I mean, I know he was going to buy the Ford GT, but uh wasn't real certain what car they was planning for the 24-hour race because uh, most everybody has the HPD. But uh, not everybody's going to buy this new car, so I don't know what the plan is. Me either, but I'm I'm game with any of it. It's all going to be fun. Yep. And you were just saying uh, you were going to buy the the Ford, right, and the Ferrari. Oh yeah, I'm going to get both of them. I don't know which one I'm going to drive the most, but I'll drive both. <laughs> 
All right, what's next? Up next is a forum post, and it's to qualify for the 2017 road, uh, Mazda Road to 24 shootout. Wow. Once again, 2017, one talented iRacer will qualify for the Mazda Road to 24 shootout. This marks the fourth consecutive year iRacing has spent, sent one of the top sim racers to the annual Mazda Road to 24 shootout, which awards a $100,000 scholarship and in support of promising young race drivers in sport, race, sport car racing careers. Wow. $100,000 scholarship is the final reward or award. Yep, everybody knows Glenn McGee won this back in 2015. Yep, so if you want to follow in Glenn's footsteps and try to win the hundred grand and a chance for a ride in a Mazda for a factory ride, he got one. And everybody's pretty much eligible. I mean, if you can run a Mazda car, it says here, minimum requirements, active iRacing member at the time of selection. You have to have an SCCA racing license or equivalent or the ability to obtain one. The ability to drive a standard transmission. Ability to travel to the United States. That's it. If you meet those requirements, you're in. So there's a couple different rounds. Obviously, the, you have to race and finish in the top 20 overall in the iRacing Global Mazda MX-5 Cup Season 3, June through September. Those guys, the top 20, are the finalists. And then round two, they narrow those 20 down. You have to submit video profile, racing resume. They check your social media. Then there's a selection process, and then the final prize. Pretty cool. I mean, if you want to try, if you're if you're a, a racer that's trying to get into real racing, and you're a road real racer, this is great. I would definitely be considering this because you could earn that that scholarship. That means a ton. Oh yeah. Okay. Next up was what I referred to earlier about the dirt license. Steve Myers posted up to a post in the forum. The dirt license project is a ways off, so just get on with your racing if you want to race dirt. We need to be entirely on the new site before we can do this project. The current website was not designed to have additional license licenses, and it would be foolish to implement this feature on a site we are planning to stop using. That makes sense. Yeah, he's referring to the new UI. You know, we're going to be moving away from the website. And, yeah, so he's telling me to suck egg there as far as running dirt. So, And then now I can't run the street stock practice every User day because channel. they changed those, uh, the schedule around. So, fun. All right, what's next? Up next, we have the is it the release notes for the the release today. Yep, quarterly release. It was pretty big. It took me eight or ten minutes, I think, to 
download and install at least. Yeah, it took me a good while. Some of the highlights from this would be the Ferrari GTE 488, the, Fer the uh, 4GT, the Myrtle Beach Speedway, um, more realistic dynamic track surface heat behavior, dynamic environment cube map, a brand new shading map system, new and fun replay render models, Class B NASCAR vehicle update to the 2017 specs. Oh. So the big one that jumps out at me, more realistic dynamic track surface heat behavior. That's one I was interested in as well. I didn't know they did that. Yeah, it says... The rate of conduction and convection of heat from the track has been decreased, which will result in higher track temperatures and quicker buildup of heat due to the running of cars on track. That would be nice. Be nice to actually have to hunt for a different groove through the race, more so than you do now. And another part of that tires, it says the temperature effects from locking up a wheel have been improved. Now the temperature is kept separately for the contact patch and the entire tire surface. So lockup heats up the contact area much faster, which reduces, which reduces grip. Also, the temperature drops rapidly upon releasing the brake and allowing the wheel to rotate. This keeps the tire from becoming too greasy after a lockup. So that sounds pretty cool. Very cool. Steps in the right direction towards getting a flat spot model in the, in the sim. And I'm not really going to talk about the cube maps. I really don't know enough about it to even just quote read it. It doesn't make any sense if you just read it. So I'm just going to stay away from that. But... Uh, I, what I did read in another forum post was it's basically setting them up for the future. The the shadowing thing uh, where they have moving shadows now is kind of cool. Uh, night shadows have been adjusted. Uh, let's see, dirt. The mean stating track state for dirt race sessions has been increased. I don't know what that means. Default usage percentage. This other one was pretty cool, too, the, Brian. The replay render modes. I already saw a different forum post today where somebody put up a video of one of these uh, render modes. There's an 8-bit mode. And it's kind of, it's almost like a filter, like... You know, when you do Snapchat and they have the weird, the special filter that puts little things on your head and... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's kind of like a filter like that or an Instagram filter. But, so they have an 8-bit filter. So you watch the replay uh, in the sim and you turn on this filter and it looks 8-bit. Oh, gosh. And there's another one called VHS mode. So it looks like 1980s or something like that, you know. Oh, man. I can only imagine what the 8-bit would look like in the VR. Yeah, it's definitely something to play with. Now, I haven't actually tried it yet. I saw a couple videos on the forums about it and screenshots, but it looked kind of interesting, to say the least. Something to play with, anyway. 
It says, when enabled, a list of replay render modes is visible above the replay controls when you bring up the timeline. It says, click the wrench and hammer button. Uh, they updated all the setups for a lot of the cars. The Dirt Late model got a bunch of changes. Again. <laughs> uh, Carlos, I'd love to hear what he had to say about this. Adjusted arrow, adjusted torque, adjusted shock curves, improved front suspension, additional rear gear ratio. Of course, they got the new cars we've already talked about. Um, on the on the NASCAR stuff, it says tune tire compound for increased tire wear. Great, like that's going to help me. Yeah, me either. <laughs> but who knows it might affect every other people more negatively than you think and it might put you right up in there yeah it's hard to say you know i did some laps after the build and didn't really feel any different so i, I felt like i'll be okay the xfinity cars have all been updated to 2017 specs very nice yeah, so that'll be like a new car almost. You have to tr I'm going to have to try that. Yeah, me too. Uh, Myrtle Beach Speedway was released, a new one. My closest track. I'm going to have to get that one just to play around on it. And so the next topic, was it's related. It's like what didn't make the build that we thought was going to make it, and that's Time Attack. And Tony Gardner actually posted um, that uh, today, Time Attack is close. Hopefully it will release in a matter of weeks. We won't wait until next season's release if it is ready. Just a few bugs we are still working on and wanted to do some more testing. It is great fun. I'd so be interested to see what that does. How many people would actually be interested in Time Attack? I don't think, I mean, I might just try to, to say I've tried it, but I don't see myself doing it on a regular basis. I can see people checking it like once a month to see where they stacked up against everybody else and maybe try to improve the time, but I don't see it being something that people do religiously. I mean, that's the whole appeal of iRacing. You're racing other people, you know, real people. Yeah. I mean, it's step time attack. I can see it being stepped towards rally eventually. Remember, tires don't wear. Fuel doesn't burn off in time attack. Is that something they're going to put into this? Yeah, yeah. From yeah, from previous, uh, we talked about that on a previous show before. And so it might be a way to practice. Like if you're going to be testing, like by yourself, instead of testing, maybe you do time attack instead. I don't know, you know, what you would learn if by having the tires not wear but it'd be like maybe if you're trying qualifying set uh you're trying to get a qualifying time or a qualifying lap you know and practicing that you know time attack might be useful for that you know because it'll be like the tires are new every time you come across the line yeah i don't know what to think we'll see all right what's next up next is a Twitter post from Casey Kane saying, iRacing gear is freaking awesome. <laughs> it is. 
and he's got it on his website for sale twenty five ninety nine. You can get a case of cane eye racing hat. It's not a bad looking hat either. It's it's a you know top quality racing hat you know baseball cap style and white and black has a number four on it with the eye racing logo with the word eye racing. Uh, yeah, I sent this to my wife and said, I'm interested in this. Hint, hint. <laughs> There's also a t-shirt, black. It's $24.99. your channel. So, anyway, Casey Kane iRacing t-shirt. The back, uh, it's got a front and a back. And, uh... You know, the one with the car on it, it's got the dirt car with the the winged dirt car with the iRacing colors, kind of a USA flag behind it, red, white, and blue everywhere. Obviously, the iRacing logo is red, white, and blue. Very patriotic-looking shirt, and on the other side, it says Casey Kane Racing. Yeah, so cool shirt. All right, uh, let's see what I got next. Uh iRacing scanned a new track. Somebody posted up in the forums. Uh, basically, what happened was Steve Myers from iRacing tweeted out a picture. Uh, looks like a broken picnic table. And he said, our hard-working scan team has just finished up this project. And so people were speculating on the forums, what track is this? Does anybody know? So it didn't take them very long, but they figured out it is Belle Isle from the Detroit Grand Prix. Nice. And the picnic table in question is apparently inside turn two, right after the river. And you can actually look at it on Google Maps. Somebody posted a link. Or you can see the picnic table in question. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Detroit. I wonder if they're ever going to finish Long Beach, is what I was thinking. Be really nice as well. All right, what's next? Up next, we have a Twitter post, and it is introducing the Volkswagen Rally GRC series car, including it in iRacing in the fall with Rallycross. Volkswagen Beetle. I saw something about this earlier in the week. Scott Speed is uh, the driver for the Andretti Autosport Global Rallycross Volkswagen entry. So Pretty darn cool. Uh, rally is coming to iRacing. And that's, uh, so they announced the car, the Volkswagen. And from what I read somewhere else, I think it's a free, yeah, it's going to be free content. So this is a free car that everybody's going to get. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, just like dirt, there was free cars too for that. There was a street stock, right? Yep. And, and the Legends car. And most people have the truck, but that is a paid content. But I think it's good that they have Volkswagen as the the free content car. 
Yeah, first Volkswagen. Or no, it's not the first Volkswagen. The Sim. They got the Jetta. Well, I think they announced the Ford. What is it? The Ford Escape? I don't know what it is. Back uh, initially, they announced uh, Ford, I believe. So then, uh, iRacing also posted up related. Hey, hashtag soon. Global Rallycross Series is coming. And they posted up a little video uh, of Global Rallycross and and the Volkswagens and such uh, going around the track. That's going to be really fun. I'm going to be interested to see how they do it because they run really short heats in that. And it's going to be interesting to see how they implement it in iRacing. Well, good point. I mean... To that effect, did they implement it well with the dirt side? You know, some people would say no. There was a lot of talk that, you know, they should have had where there's no caution laps don't count towards the total. I mean, that's a given in any dirt racing. But they didn't do that, you know. Yeah, if they're gonna, are they going to do, you know, like a timed race or, you know, a certain amount of laps? Are they going to do heat? I don't. I doubt they'll do heat sets like they do, you know. Uh, but I definitely see it being shorter races like they do, you know, maybe five, ten minute races and lower class, you know, D level stuff. That'd be cool if it kicks off every, you know, twenty minute or every thirty minutes, or yeah, that'd be something. Or fun even every to fifteen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even if they're real short like that, just something to jump in and do what you know, hop in and have some fun with. I mean, Carb Cup, Pickup Cup, Delara Dash, those are all popular because they go off every hour, you know, and people run that stuff. Yeah, it's good filler. They need some stuff in the middle there because I find myself in the middle of stuff trying to figure out what I want to do. Too many choices. Too many. Well, it's not too many choices. It's just the, the three or four series that I want to kind of race in intermediately when I'm not practicing. i they kind of run at odd times or all at the same time. So you find yourself waiting for two hours and then picking one, then waiting for two hours and picking the other one. And by then it's half a day. So you kind of got to find some filler in there and some little stuff like this. If they ran real quick, you could always pick it up in between or right after another race when you're just got out of one, you want to jump into something else, but you don't want to wait a half hour or an hour. All right. All right. Next, uh, Somebody posted up in the forums, uh, hey, we were running a dirt race that, you know, that iRacing put up. It wasn't hosted. It was unofficial. 300-lap sprint car race, and everybody in the entire race ran out of fuel. Oh, no. The race was too long, or and they didn't have enough fuel in the car, and there's no way to refill fuel in these cars, apparently. And, uh, you know, it's an obvious mistake. Uh, somebody from iRacing actually posted up. Kevin Bobbitt said, we'll get it fixed. Sorry, guys. But, uh, yeah, you know, everyone's human. It happens. All right, what's next? Next is a Facebook post. And it is from Give Me Sport. It says, yeah, you can actually... Get your dream job racing for gaming. Seriously. This is uh, a video from McLaren, actually. McLaren Racing, the oh, Formula yeah. One team. 
remember we talked about this previously they've announced a contest where they're going to pick a sim driver to basically have a year contract to work for the team in the simulator yeah and this is a link to the video of uh, them looking and showing off their rigs and everything it looks really nice yeah, it's just McLaren put together some a nice marketing video to kind of announce it. Several team principals and whatnot talking about what a great opportunity this is um, to get involved with McLaren, you know, uh, at the F1 level. I really, really would love to see, you know, Martin Kronke, Gregor Hutu, one of those guys get get this job. I mean, they deserve it. Oh, yeah. They would be a big asset to them. And it would help them out tremendously. Well, that's the thing. They're looking for speed, and these guys got it, you know. Put them in a really good simulator. Top of the line, you know, money's not an object. I mean, that's what McLaren's all about. Yeah. Yeah, awesome opportunity. Uh, great video, if you can find it. Uh, it. Yeah, if you go to Facebook and search Give Me Sport. Uh, I found it there. Uh, next up, uh, after the release today, um, turns out if you tried to run the Dirt Legends car, the baseline setup, it didn't pass tech. So you couldn't run it if you didn't you know, know how to change the set to pass the tech. So Chris uh, Widner from iRacing did post up a, a set. Uh, in the forums uh, for everybody, uh, he said they're going to get, you know, the correct setup out in the next patch that comes out. But until then, you can get it on the forums. And the same thing also happened with the super late model, uh, Myrtle Beach, the new track uh, Myrtle Beach uh, setup as well. And you can get that uh, set up on the forum as well until the next patch is released. Okay, what's next? Up next is a post in the forums about the neon lights on the GTE cars. It says, on the Ferrari, you can choose the color of the lights in the garage. Wow. I wonder if you can do it on the Ford as well. And when they say neon lights, I, I guess they look different? Um, the GTE cars, they have... Uh, LED lights around the window edge or on the roof. Um, on the Fords, they run under those side sail panels. Oh. And they, when they run multiple cars, they run different colors on them within the team so you can identify the car, each individual car at night with the spotters. Yeah, so it's a way that. for the team to be able to, or individual drivers, to run a different color so in the replay you can find yourself or show yourself a little different if you're running the same paint as somebody. Right. Yeah, I remember seeing that at uh, Daytona 24. Lots of neon. Yep, and some teams run two colors. Um, when you're running two team cars, they generally run two opposite colors that match the mirrors or something like that on the car so you can tell them apart in the day and night. Now I want to get a car, one of those new GT cars, and go out on a road track at night and see what it looks like. Yeah, further down the post, they have a picture of the Ford with the right in the center of the windshield. They have a red LED, and this under the side cells are all lit up red. Those little side winglets that go out to the the rear pods. Right. 
And then I think one of the other cars ran green and one of the other ones ran blue. So you can tell them all apart that way, but they all had the same paint scheme. Well, it looks cool. All right. Next up, hardware. It was announced uh, at Sim Racing Paddock, uh, June 4th, Fanatic, oh no, excuse me, Fanatec Direct Drive Wheel is being announced, coming Q4 2017. That's going to be interesting. I wonder what the price point is going to be. Right. Yeah, all these wheels coming out, the AccuForce V2 we announced, we talked about last week, and now this from Fanatec, it's definitely going to make, I'm glad there's competition, which should drive down the price. Yeah. Well, there was those rumors last year with uh, Logitech was going to bring out a new wheel with GT Sport, and everybody was saying that was going to be direct drive, but they haven't released it yet, and nobody really knows. So there might be a third direct drive wheel in the fight that might be a little cheaper as well. Right. I'm still a fan of the AccuForce, I think. If I, we'll have to see what this price point is. Yeah, AccuForce is a good product. You can't go wrong with that thing. And for that price, that's probably going to be the way I lean. All right, what's next? Up next is uh, is from Main Performance. It is the Buck Kicker Gamer 2 lets you feel all the action in your game and simulator. I haven't heard anything about Buck Kickers in a long time. Me either. Uh, but people, I mean, it's still something that people do on their rigs. And it's uh, a pretty good idea, you know. When I built mine, I thought about maybe putting some on later on, but I don't know if I'm going to go that route. That's the thing. It's always a good thing to add after the fact because you just it's a bolt-on kind of thing, you know? Yeah, I've got plenty of room on here, and there's plenty of spaces where I can put things like that, like up under the seat and down by my feet and all that stuff, but I don't know if that's the direction I really want to go. Right. Well, I'm. I would be worried about rattling and stuff. Yeah. Um. It just. I. I get enough through the vibration of the pedals and the steering wheel and having the Oculus on. I don't know if I want all the other motion with the Oculus as well. Right. But we'll see. I mean, it's it. As technology only gets better, so who knows what will get better and better in another year or two or three. Yep, so main performance PC, I'm a big fan. I got my pedals and my cockpit from them. Uh, they're selling butt kickers now. And they got a nice package here called the Butt Kicker Gamer 2. It's $169.95. And it, you know, it's a, it's a package of, that basically includes one butt kicker. And all the hardware and different things you need to make it actually work. The cabling and and all that. And so for people that don't know what a butt kicker is, it's basically a speaker without the cone. So imagine a, a woofer, a 12-inch woofer, and you just cut the paper cone off of it. You'd have the big magnet thing. Well, that's what it is. And 
it atta- then you what you do is you mount it like you said under your seat or something and it provides a vibration similar to like bass you know heavy bass in a in a car you know yeah and like the direction if i was going to do it i was going to go a little crazy with it and do one on each corner to simulate each wheel and probably one in the seat and one at the pedals but probably not in the pedals because the pedals already vibrate but that would just be uh, that's a little more than i'm willing to put into this rig that i built myself yeah you got to have an audio amp you got to run it to a sound card uh, to have a the output you know from the engine feeding into it so that's what drives it you need a dedicated sound card in the computer as well, you know, like you were saying, and then all the other stuff, uh, you know, an amp. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just a little more money than I'm willing to put into the rig that I have at the moment. Yep, but if you want to try it, 170 bucks. I, I don't think I would at this point. Uh, my I pretty much have settled with what I have. You know, I would probably upgrade my wheel at some point. Gear shift, but probably not much else. All right, that leaves us to final topic. The Gazette, a newspaper out of Iowa, put up a lead story on their newspaper website about Ty Majeski, the iRacer with the most iRating in the service, who's also uh, running for Roush Fenway. And uh, it's a nice little article. Um, Gets him some recognition. Um, he is planning to run the Xfinity race up there on June 24th, which is coming up. iRacing will be on the hood. So, congrats to him. I mean, it's really going well, and uh, I can't wait to see him in the, the Monster Cup, Monster Energy Cup series. It shouldn't be long. It should not. He should be moving up the ranks really quickly in there. I would think so. I mean, I would think that, I don't know. I mean, Roush just shuttered the the six car, the Xfinity six car just got shut down this week. Uh, what's his name? Bubba Wallace, who's also an iRacer, but he's moving to Cup. He's going to run the 43 for Richard Petty. And they closed down the six car due to no sponsorship, basically. Uh, in Xfinity. So I don't know if Ty is going to have a ride with Roush Fenway. Uh, are they even going to have a place for him the way they keep, you know, sh- they closed off the 16 cup car and now the six Xfinity car has been shuttered as well. So, I mean, who knows if he'll even have a ride by the time he's ready. Someone will pick him up. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, he he wins so much that I can't see, you know, Hendrick or somebody. That's what Hendrick should do with the 88. That is go after this guy. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't that be something? I think I'd be feeling sorry for Alex Bowman. But anyway, that's the final topic. Uh, So let's get into final thoughts. What do you got, Brian Reeves? I am excited for Lamar. Really excited! I'm ready to get into these uh, the new cars that just got released and play around with them. Um, just uh, really excited about for Lamar. Yep, I ran some laps earlier from Lamar, and uh, it's like trying to remember the track from one year ago. And honestly, I haven't 
rate, you know, been on the track since one year ago. But uh, I remember the track, you know, first it turns left and then left and then right. Yeah, you got to remember that. So, you know, which side of the road you're on as you approach the turn. But, uh, yeah, I remember it. And I, you know, I'm slow, uh, as I always am. But uh, I don't know if I'm going to run or not. You know, it depends on what Carlos is cooking up. Obviously, he's very busy. Um with the new build and trying to get the Lama team going and trying to get us ready for Pocono. Um, apparently the setups have all don't pass tech. If you were working on a setup and now the release has come out, they don't pass tech anymore. That's what I was reading on the forums. So he's, he's working on that, trying to get our setups right. So where the team is ready. So we look good out there. Uh, he always helps uh, make sure we got something to run. I'm ready for Pocono. Uh, like I said, I usually finish well there, so we'll see. I'm not fast, but uh, I can survive usually, so we'll see how that goes. It's a fun track. All right, and if you have any topic ideas uh, for the iRacers Lounge or want to contact us, just hit us up on Facebook or Twitter at iRacers Lounge. And with that, we'll see you later. Thank you for listening to the iRacers Lounge podcast. Make sure to go subscribe to us at our YouTube channel at iRacers Lounge. Follow on Twitter and Facebook at iRacers Lounge and SoundCloud at iRacers Lounge. See you on the track. Thank you.